Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Once we're born again, we become a convert. But it moves on then immediately to discipleship. And that's a lifelong process. We'll never win it. But Paul is pursuing that call. My call is not just to salvation. My call is to discipleship, to grow, to continue to follow Jesus. So my question this morning to many is this. Are you still following? To follow Jesus, I have to unfollow me. So many churches focus on salvation and really don't give much thought to the other aspect of being a follower of Christ, actually following Christ. What that means for us is often not discussed, and as a result, many Christians are stuck not too far beyond their salvation experience and their spiritual growth. Pastor Mark will be teaching from passages in the Bible that address this spiritual stagnation and our need to be more than spiritual babies. He will address our need to begin to digest spiritual meat and thereby grow up into the adult that God wants us to become. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Philippians chapter 3 with his continuing study called Learning from Our Past, But Living Life Forward. does not live by bread alone, but every word. Can I hear it? That comes from the mouth of God. So get yourself a quiet time. Get yourself into the word of God. Now, here's what I want you to write. Knowing and doing the word is essential to spiritual maturity. There's no quick fix. There's no instant maturity. It's a process. It's lifelong And it requires stretching, work, and obedience. Now, our goal is to challenge people on the outside who are searching and have no meaning to their life. They don't know what to do. I got an email just recently from a medical person that goes to this church. Let me read it to you. Pastor Mark, I've been coming to CCM for many years. I've learned so much, and I wanted you to know what the community is saying about CCM. When I read that, I said, maybe I don't want to know what the community is saying. (laughs) She said, I had a patient that I was treating recently say to me, this is the patient now, I've lived here in Melbourne for three years. You people that wear those bracelets are very different. I'm going, great, here it comes. (laughs) And she says this, it is like you are electric and you're plugged into something all the time. And I responded, we are plugged into something, but it's really someone. His name is Jesus. Hallelujah. This person, it wasn't because of the bracelet. 
This person looked and said, those people have something. There's a meaning. There's a purpose in their life. And so she invited him to church. You see, we're to be different because God lives in us. We're not better. We're just different. Now, if you think different is weird, please go to another church. We're not weird. We're like Jesus. And Jesus wasn't weird. And here's what she said at the end of her email. Pastor Mark, you are right on. People are watching us. People are watching your life. And we have to be growing. We have to be maturing. And they see that and we see that. So I just want to say thank you. Thousands and thousands and thousands of you are growing in your walk with God. God's word is alive in you. No, you're far from perfect because you're following me as I follow Christ. And I'm so far from perfect. But I'm proud because you're increasing in maturity and you're making God look good. Can I say from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Enemy number three is the devil himself. Satan is the one that tries to keep us always living in the past. Well, I've done so many good things. Pastor Mike, I served God for so many years. I'm just sitting on the sidelines now, taking my break. Or, man, I, why did I marry that unbeliever? Why did I be dishonest here and do this and that? Satan always wants you back there because he loves to condemn you. Now, once you've asked God to forgive you, the past, my friend, is in the past. We have to go forward. He loves to tempt us. One of the things Satan loves to do is to cause us to make excuses. All of us make excuses from time to time instead of taking responsibility for our actions. So here's the next thing I want you to write. We strain forward against being irresponsible. We have to strain toward it. Because Satan will put all kinds of excuses in our mind. Well, Pastor Mark, I can't come to prayer culture tomorrow morning because 6 a.m. is just too early for me. Well, I got tickets to the Super Bowl. What time do I have to leave? 5 o'clock? I'll be right there. Now, let me ask you a question and see how you finish the statement. You can lead a horse to water. Come on. But you can't get him to what? You can't get him to drink. Here's the picture. You can lead a horse to water. But you cannot make him drink. The horse is responsible for drinking. You can do all you want to the horse. If the horse don't want to drink, the horse ain't drinking. You can't say, I'll give you a treat if you'll drink. Come on now. Come on. Come on. Now, God can lead you to the water, the growth. But he'll never force you to take a drink. You have to be responsible enough to take a drink. Now, let me show you something in my life, in your life. Paul told us, forget the past in your life. Forget it. Who's responsible for forgetting the past? Who's responsible? Well, my wife's going to help me with that. My girlfriend's going to. No, no, you're responsible. When Paul says this morning, I'm stretching forward. I'm going to grow to be more like Jesus. Who's going to have to stretch? You're going to have to stretch. I'm going to have to stretch. Somebody else can't stretch for you. But if tomorrow I hired somebody to stretch for me, well, you got too much money. Of course not. Of course not. So understand this. We want to pass the buck 
or we want to make excuses. The opposite of responsible is irresponsible. Here's what I want you to see. Look at this. Irresponsible people make excuses and blame others for not being responsible. Is that you this morning? Now, interesting enough, if you're irresponsible at work, what happens to you? You get fired. Well, I don't really need to get there on time. And you use that excuse over and over. Eventually, you didn't. Well, I, I mean, come on, boss. You, you, what a crazy deadline you gave me. I can't finish that thing. Well, you'll finish it somewhere else. But spiritually, we sometimes are irresponsible. We work at our play. We play at our worship. And we worship our work. Would you just turn to your neighbor with a smile and say, I need to be a responsible person. Come on, just turn them. Come on, say it. Notice I didn't say this. Uh, You, my friend there, you need to be. No, 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 no. It's all about who? It's all about me. I need to be responsible. Forget the excuses. They're just excuses. And it's not truth. Now, go back to Philippians where we were. Verse 14. I give you the third key. Here we go. Paul says this in verse 14. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. The goal for Paul was to be more and more like Jesus. Think, be, minister, and finish his own race that God had set before him. His call. So here's step number three. Write it down. Paul says, I'm pursuing God's purposes to be more like him and to finish my call for me today. Now, remember, I'm saying forward, forward, forward. But forward starts today. The only day I have is now. So I'm going to be forward today. And I know that's going to lead me to the future until God takes me home. So press means to pursue, to follow as one would do a calling. When you think about that purpose, that purpose in our life only comes from God. Many people follow purposes. They think these are their purposes in life. And what we see over and over again, and I don't know all the names, but I remember while I was on vacation, a great singer committed suicide. And that was because a few weeks or a few days, whatever it was, one of his closest friends committed suicide. Now, this one person was known through the world, had all the fame, had all the money, had everything, but he didn't have a real purpose. And he just killed himself. Why? Because he thought purpose was what we want. No, it's God's calling for us. Over and over, the Bible comes out and says this right to our face. Write it down this morning. Without a personal relationship with God, Life has no purpose and meaning. God designed it that way. You're designed to live for God. If that isn't happening, it doesn't matter what road you go down. It doesn't matter if you go forward all the time. You will never find satisfaction and purpose. Now, Paul was like that. Paul followed religion. Paul thought religion would give him a purpose. So he killed Christians. He didn't believe in Jesus. Until he was met on the road. And Jesus said, Ah, Paul, 
called him Saul, actually, that day before the name was changed. Wait, what are you doing? You're persecuting me. Huh? You're real? And at that moment, his whole life changed. He then had a call. Do you remember what the call was to Paul? Later, Ananias gets with him and says, God came to me to ask you to be filled with the Spirit. And here's what God's saying to you. God wants you to be, you're going to be called to go to Gentiles. Paul's a Jew. To go to Gentiles all over the world and tell them that Jesus Christ, instead of your pagan gods, that Jesus Christ is real. And that was Paul's calling to minister. When you see all of that happening, I know some of you are saying this morning, well, Pastor Mark, of course, Paul's an apostle. He had a call from God. He's pursuing that call right now. And Pastor Mark, you had a call from God. You're teaching the word. You started this church from scratch. Of course you have a call. But I'm just a regular Christian. I don't have a call. Oh, yes, you do. Now, I want you this morning to write three down. Here we go. Number one call. God's call to you is to salvation. We know that every single person is born a sinner. They can't get to heaven by being good enough. Only forgiven people go. That's why God sent Jesus to this earth, so that people could be forgiven. Now, how do I know that every person ever created has a call to salvation? How do I know that? I know that from this. Let me show you why. The Bible says God's will is that no person that was ever created perishes without salvation. It's right in the word of God. So what is no person? It's nobody. So how many have a call to repentance and become a believer? How many? All people. Today, more than 7, 7.5, whatever it is at the moment. 7.5 billion people have already been called since the day they were created to come to salvation. Now, how are we doing with that? Let me bring it a little closer for all of us. You go down your street. You go down your apartment complex. Every single person that's not a believer, they've already been called by God to become a follower of Christ. Why? Because God doesn't want anybody to go to hell. Hell was only created for Satan and the demons. But everybody starts serving Satan. So that's my responsibility to share to people, hey, God loves you, man. He wants you to be a follower of Christ. How many in your neighborhood? How many in my neighborhood? All. It's hard though, isn't it? But see if you have to have the mentality. That's why Paul said, I'm never ashamed of the gospel. I just present it. Now, that person has the call, but they have to respond to the call. Remember, you have to take responsibility yourself. The call this morning is for us to forget the past and go forward. I can't make you do that. Just no more than I can have a horse drink water. You have to be responsible. The people we share with must be responsible at all. Number two, God's call to sanctification. That's a simple word that simply means to be more like Christ, set apart, uh, growth and maturity. So here's the issue. Watch this verse from Paul writes this in Colossians. Look at me just for a second. When Paul writes this, he's writing to people who are kind of just, well, they're just in neutral. They're stagnant. They think they're fine. They're not really interested in growing. So Paul says this. And now, just as you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord, you must continue 
to follow him. That's why I say to you all the time, once you get saved, it's a lifestyle of following Jesus. It's not an event only. That's salvation. Then he says this. You must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. What he's really saying is there. Once we're born again, we become a convert. But it moves on then immediately to discipleship. And that's a lifelong process. We'll never win it. But Paul is pursuing that call. My call is not just to salvation. My call is to discipleship, to grow, to continue to follow Jesus. So my question this morning to many is this. Are you still following? To follow Jesus, I have to unfollow me. Is he first? It's not perfection, but it's going forward. Next, the third one is a call to service. Let me just explain that to you. In Ephesians, we're told, I'll read you the verse, that we are God's workmanship, you and I as Christians, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, to do good things, to minister to people, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Here's what you need to understand. God first works in us. He grows us. So then we absolutely can do this. Then he can work through us. We're the person that shares the gospel. And the reason I can share the gospel is because God has already worked in me. I know what it is to have my past forgiven. Wow. Because everybody that's not a believer, they have a past just like you and I do. Exactly the same. But they have no forgiveness. So where do they live? They dwell in the past. And they play the what if game. And there's no peace. There's no purpose. And some of them do what? Commit suicide. Done. Finished. What's this world about? I have no idea. I'm done with it. Can't stand it anymore. No matter. And see, we have the answer to that. Now, when you see that, our responsibility, you'll learn more next week, is to serve him in doing lots of different things. Things that he's planned for us. Now, what is Paul thinking When he looks out that big window, that big window shield. Now, remember where Paul is. Paul is writing this letter I'm reading to you from prison. He's chained to two guards. And he's writing that we need to go forward. And he's writing with a positive attitude. He's not critical. He's not a pessimist. His conditions are really terrible. But he's not complaining about his conditions. He says, I'm going forward. I'm stretching. Well, how far could he stretch? Not far. He's bound to two guards. But you know what happened? He began over time, and those guards would change often during the day. He began sharing the gospel with those guards. They were Gentiles. They were pagans. And what happened to many of the guards? They became Christians. In his circumstance, he just did good things. And God used him. And he's the one that's challenging us this morning. Boom, boom, boom. Three things I believe Paul saw. I want you to write them down. He saw the privilege. He saw the responsibility and the blessing of follow Jesus. Paul realized 
how privileged he was to be free of his sin. And he realized how wrong he was before, thinking he could be right, good enough to go to heaven because of religion. And so he realized, I'm in prison, but that's okay. I'm going to heaven. And then the responsibility. He understood that if he needed to hear the truth, other people need to hear the truth. In church, as I'm doing this morning, in our conversations with people, as we do all week long. And then last, the blessings. Think about that. The blessings he had to serve God. So ask yourself this morning, is that what you see in front of you? Wow, what a privilege to serve God. Man, the responsibility that, whoa, I am responsible. Lost people matter to God. And the blessings. If we went around this room, how long would it take us to empty all the blessings? (laughs) We'd be here for a week, still talking about the goodness of God. Here's what I want to ask you to do. What do you see this morning as you look forward in the windshield of life? Are you pessimistic? Optimistic? Satisfied where you're at? Or ready to stretch and see what God wants to do? Because you have a call on your life. And that call is really to maturity and greatness with God. Unlimited. I want you to see these next things. I don't want you to write them. And then I'm through. When I talk about these next steps, here's what I see for my life. Number one, I get to grow to be more like Jesus. Notice I didn't say, Pastor Mark says, I have to grow to be more like Jesus. What a privilege. No, I get to grow. What a privilege. Number two, I get to stay on mission. I get to see that lost people matter to Christ. And many people need to come to Christ. Because they don't know the blessings of serving God. Number three, this is my key one. Every day I get to do life with God. It doesn't get any better than that. Until you come to that place, you'll always be miserable. You'll always be sitting around. Look, think about this. Yesterday morning, I got up about 5, and around 5.30, quarter to 6, I went walking in the neighborhood. There was no other idiot out there, just me. I walked in the neighborhood. <laughs> and I was praying for the service, and the sun came up. And when the sun came up, remind me of verse. Every morning, his mercies are new. Wow. Wow. You and I get a new start every day. Why? Because his name is wonderful. It's beautiful. And his name is powerful. And there's no other name under heaven whereby a man can start brand new. And his name is Jesus. And last, in the end, my friend, we win. We're going to heaven. Today, Pastor Mark reminded us, or maybe we heard for the first time, that every single Christ follower has a calling from God on their lives. If this was a surprise to you, be assured you're not alone. We often hear that God has a plan for everyone's lives, but we don't equate that with a calling for us. God has indeed called all of us to follow Christ and to live our lives for Him. You don't have to wait to hear another message from Lessons for Living. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com to access our archive of messages on various topics and books of the Bible. Subscribe to our podcast as well to receive updated teachings as soon as they're made available. 
We're so glad you joined us today and we'd love to connect with you. Feel free to contact us with your questions and prayer requests at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. This certainly was a challenging and instructive teaching. Pastor Mark has given us a lot of food for thought and much to mull over. We have to remember, though, that God doesn't intend for us to just sit around and contemplate these teachings. He intends for us to get out and share the good news we've been told with our family and friends. They need to hear it, too. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living, and together, let's do life right. in a hurting world a new hope he is giving